Hey everyone, this is Sanch, and I'm joined by... Carlos Madrona. The Schwetz. And we're the Brothers Bear Podcast Live, a comedy show where two brothers talk about everything from movies, cartoons, video games, comics, TV, and everything entertainment. We are joined by our good friend Schwetty every week. Make sure to catch us live every Monday night, time posted normally 9 p.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. <laughs> I said that weird. But people know what I'm talking about. You could also find us on Instagram at Brothers Bear Podcast, on our Twitter, Brothers Bear Pod, on Facebook, The Brothers Bear Podcast. You could also catch us on our email. You could email us at thebrothersbearpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us also on Tumblr and follow us, like us, subscribe us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podgods Network, and on our Podbean page. This is the Brothers Bear Podcast. Yeah. That's another promo in the bag. <laughs> what you're about to listen to is part of the Podgods Network. If you go to podgodsnetwork.com, you'll find other great shows there too. Have a nice day. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Welcome back to the 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Renata, and to the, who's actually viewing me right now, shaking his head, rubbing his bald head, you know, what are you doing? What what are you doing? Do you have allergies or something? No, I'm just tired of seeing your stupid face. (laughs) Uh, uh, That's nice. That's so nice of you. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to say this, but the 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast has been canceled. Thank you so much for being great fans. You've been awesome, very supportive, but I must go from being bullied. It's hot, though. It is hot over here. You got the rain, and I have the heat over here right now, and it's humid. I'm so happy. I can't wait for full weather. Full weather is absolutely my favorite. At least you, you actually have weather. We don't, so... That is, I know. I, that's one thing I do feel bad for you guys in California. You guys barely have any time to experience any type of season unless you're traveling yeah we we don't have fall at all so yeah it, <laughs> it pretty much it pretty much sucks but when does it start getting cold i should say what month of the year like when does it start lowering I down i mean the- if if ever if it ever gets cold it's probably i mean it should start getting cold normally in october but rarely okay. does it happen if fall Throughout the month of October, November, December, and January, it probably, like, out of all those days, there's probably, like, maybe a week's worth where it's cold. The rest of it's probably, like, in the 70s. I don't know. Well, 70s is still considered fall weather. We have um, pretty much... It's still hot. I mean, we're right now, we're at, like, the 80s. 
So we're probably going to drop down probably towards the beginning and mid of September, which is going to be pretty cool. It's sweater season. My boots, I start to wear my boots and stuff. I'm so excited. Yay! Yeah, and Halloween. Trust me, like all the magazines that I'm getting in the mail yeah. from Pier One Imports to like, um, like, like all like, um, Vogue and stuff. Like they're showing all these different yeah. styles, decorations. Target has all probably already stuff going on. You know, Target rushes every season <laughs> when when you walk in there. But Target is awesome. But so getting it's, back, it's not to called Target though. Target. Yes, you got to give it the proper enunciation. I love saying Target. We're going to go to Target. It makes us sound very proper and it's very unique yeah. saying something different. So saying Target. Yeah. But, the, but, you know, the Americans say Target. But if you are a true Target fan, then you say Target. Going to the Target to go pick up some new lamps, maybe some groceries, and check out some new decorations for the house. Yay. Wait, what? Target has everything. They sell lambs. They do have a grocery section now. And they do sell Halloween decorations. So I said everything correctly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, anywhere would sell that. But, alright, well, you know what? Let's We have a long episode, so let's get to the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our shout-out. Fans. All right. Well, we really haven't had much of a shout out um, thing going on, but uh, earlier today's um, comment on, well, actually, picture on, <laughs> on Instagram, one a viewer, or should I say, one person on Instagram, her name is Charity Nicole XOXO, and she said, "Just wanted to add a little sparkle to your day. Your awesome smiley face." Yay! Thank very much. It actually made my day to hear something like that you are awesome and i hope we add a sparkle to your day if you ever hear this episode we will link you to this episode once it is uploaded tomorrow sanch will let me know when it is fully fully uploaded and i will let it'll be uploaded tonight so that it's ready to go tomorrow oh awesome very good um and for announcing that that we're recording another viewer who's the name is one drop ink he put thumbs up. Like, very good. Great that you're doing the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. Gracias, What different ways of saying thumbs up. <laughs> and um, just all around, um, people who view the show, thank you so much for uh, still listening to us, even though we've had major gaps in the last months of episodes. And... Um, Mainly, I would like to say it's because of me. I've been a very busy, non-responsible co-host. And you could take it all out on me, everybody. I am I'm really sorry to all you guys. I apologize. I, I was just doing a lot of things, dealing with family, events. Not, nothing serious, like nothing like health. Everybody's fine, but just doing things and not letting my co-host know and my co-host was doing some things too but it's been mostly me and um i promise you things will be on the better side you know and i i'm promising every every one of my fans right now or should i say every one of our fans who listens and supports us so we will be back every week with a new episode and hopefully you guys can be patient and still support us so 
Yeah. Well, that technically, whoever is still around as a fan who downloads our episode, they're already patient. So um, you don't want to tell them to be patient because they've already been patient. So that's why whoever's actually stuck around. Yeah, I should say thank you for being patient. Thank you for being patient. Yeah, because everybody uh, who would download our show every week are... They didn't have any new episodes for a, a gap of basically two months. Within two yes. months, we've only had uh, one episode, and that was the the Star Wars episode. So yeah, I mean, thank God it was like a really big fan base episode where people could spread the word and actually like keep yeah, listening. But spread the word to no new episodes. So it could almost come off as if our show doesn't exist anymore because it's like, oh well, here's some old episodes listen to them but we have nothing current so it's kind of yeah. like if people look and like oh they haven't had an episode in a while they're just gonna assume that oh well maybe they don't do the show anymore i'll just listen to the old ones and not pay attention to anything new or follow us currently yeah that's true i mean but you know what i was trying to get at was like you know well good at like you know during that gap like that one episode was at least you know yeah a big fan base but i i sanchez right and um, we're just going to keep doing what we do. And No, we're, gonna... we're not going to keep doing what we do. We're actually no, going to like, do I what we have. Like, no, I don't mean like that. I don't mean like that, okay? I mean, like, you know, we're going to keep doing episodes. We're going to still keep having a good time. A good time, you yeah, know? We're, we're going to do what we did before this. Before Renata went on, to, on vacation to Disneyland. Yeah. Where we had an episode every week. And if we missed an episode... <laughs> It was only one week, and that was rare. So, uh, we last episode we had promised you that we would have an episode every week, and that didn't happen. So obviously, like I could promise, you know, fans who listen to the show, hey, we're gonna have. Uh, but we have your word. If we don't, uh, you know, Renata will post, uh, like I don't know pictures of her on the toilet on instagram or something i don't know <laughs> if i showed that he probably would never want to do a podcast to me ever again because no. me on the toilet is not a good picture <laughs> <laughs> no you just you just have to post a picture of you with no makeup hairs all messed up on instagram so for any week we miss you need to do that all right sounds like a deal yeah. but from what someone told me i do look pretty good without makeup so feel pretty confident in that yeah, but Joey doesn't... Does he follow? He doesn't even listen to the show, does he? But I was told. My boyfriend tells me. Yeah, well, then again, everybody tells you that on Instagram. Yeah, because they like me. They think I'm nice. For you, they think you're a... <clears throat> well, it's because I'm a guy. So, for me, it's just like, oh, I'm a guy. But for you, since you're the girl, yeah. They get all the love it has for Renat. Genders has nothing to do with it. Suspenders, what? I said genders. Well, then you have to post something that you would hate to post because I've already did your Santa Claus picture. So, Ew, oh so, my god! So you have to post something horribly embarrassing. Things ever. Obviously, something that won't get us kicked off of Instagram. Um, but yeah, you have to post something horribly embarrassing of yourself. I was going to steal my grocery store around the corner from me. Like, I was actually going to go rob it and have it, like, on camera and saying, this is for the 80 miles per hour podcast. <laughs> like, just, like, <laughs> a whole bunch of money and groceries. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would have definitely been off the show, plus in jail. Yay. And then I would have just done the show by myself. Awesome. Yeah. And then it would have gave me an excuse to miss the show. (laughs) (laughs) In an orange jumpsuit. Yeah. Well, let me, let me, I just want to give one shout out, and that's to uh, everybody who's uh, stuck around. If you're listening to this episode, that means you've stuck around and continued uh, following us, listening to us. I know we haven't had a new episode in a long time. Uh, we've, uh, had a lot of time off and, uh, but yeah, like I said, if you're listening to now, thank you. I know it's, uh, in this digital age where everybody has access to recording. So there's like tons of podcasts. It is easy to just move on and find another podcast um, look for other podcasts, listen to other podcasts, get caught up and be like, oh, I don't have time to listen to those shows. So uh, totally understandable, you know, with us, it's like, oh, you need new content. I know with me, I mean, every week I'm downloading new shows so I can listen to them at work because it's like, you know, when one show stops uploading, I completely forget about that show and I move on and I totally forget to go back. Like, you know, I'll look the next week. I'm like, damn, they don't have anything new. And I just forget. And then it'll probably be a month or two before I even go back and be like, oh, look, they have a new episode uh, uploaded. You know, and I, I, it's like I get like, you know, that's the sad part that sometimes it's like if you're not current, you know, people move on. So for those of you who stuck around and, and stayed with us, you know, uh, shout out yeah. goes to you guys, to, to the fans who've uh, stuck with us. And I mean, I don't know how many 80s podcasts they that exist out there. Uh, I have Hopefully no idea. not a lot because you can actually listen to us. <laughs> yeah, but the upside is it's like at least based on like all the names of the shows, everyone says we have an awesome name for a podcast. So at least we got that going for us. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was like and going back in time to when we were trying to think of a name for it, it was actually really hard at first, but it came together once we. Actually, I think the most greatest names and titles are found when you're just not thinking about it. Yeah. You know, because once you're really thinking about it, you're like, you're trying too hard. Your brain fries and you get very agitated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, another thing, too, is that I'll be... Christ, I can't even remember. I don't want to look it up right now. Because uh, <laughs> then I'm going to be all distracted. But I know it's uh, coming up. Uh, I think it's in two weeks. I will be guesting on the Three Tards podcast. So at that point, we'll be we'll have actual material to be posting. I mean, uh, to promoting. So we'll have new episodes. So I'll be on their show. I think in two weeks. I mean, I'll be posting it obviously on Instagram, but I'll be guesting on it this time because uh, last time we had Renata, but this time I'll be on it and I'll make sure that when we're on there. I mean, we're going to be promoting our new episodes because, like I said, we're going to have current episodes. So enough of all of this. There was some backstory. You know, it's all Renata's fault, She like she said. Uh, but now we're back, <laughs> and let's get cracking. So we haven't done this in a while. It's uh, So because of that, obviously, you know, I mean, I wanted to do it beforehand, but Renata uh, just completely forgot so we couldn't do an episode to for a tribute to robin williams i ended up doing one on brothers bear podcast but renata was still like i want to do one. i want to do one you know so i'm like all right well then we'll do it and yeah uh she you know i mean if you don't listen to brothers bear then it doesn't matter because then it 
whatever I say won't be re- a repeat. If you listen to Brothers Bear, I might repeat some stuff. But so, yeah. but since Renata, this is more about Renata's what she wants to say. She'll probably be doing a lot of majority of the talking. And yes, we will be doing one of those movies. But you know, um, we're gonna be talking about Robin Williams. Uh, this is gonna be our late tribute episode but then again it's like you know how they how they always say movies are forever and his comedies forever and his laughs are forever in two years you're gonna be coming across tv and watching mrs doubtfire and still laugh and be like damn i can't believe he's gone so it doesn't matter when we record this episode we could record this episode next year and say it's our tribute episode you know you're 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 still gonna be like wow man it's robin williams this this is one of those where like after three months, you don't forget because he was everywhere, man. He was in so many movies. He's done a lot of voice work, you know. He's he's done so much that that this guy he's 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 memorable. He's he's a he's a legend, you know. He's not, really? huh? He really is. I mean, I mean, how many times? Like, have you seen? Just on Facebook alone, just the hour, and everybody found out that he was gone. Facebook. For the past days, I think for the past weeks, I think it, I think it's actually still going on. I think I saw a recent Instagram post on my personal account saying, yeah. and it was just this big long paragraph saying, I "Can't believe he's gone." You know, he's been such an influence in my life. He always made me laugh, and I've just been having a depressing life. And because of his movies, he's really given me a toll and out. And, and a better outlook to laugh on things and just not take things so seriously, like just stuff based on that. Yeah. And there's actually um, was in our daily uh, newspaper. It's called the Metro in Philly, and it was a a big article on depression, big article, and it it started off talking about Robin Williams and how people don't realize how serious depression is. And now everyone's going to be talking about depression and getting more serious about it, how it does affect your life. It affects the way you you just, you function, your body, your mind, your spirit, everything. So no matter what it is, movies or his, or his personal life, he's going to affect us either way. So, and I want to do this. I want to do this episode because I personally am a big fan of Robin Williams and it, it was heartbreaking enough that I couldn't do the episode at the time when it was much more better to talk about it. But you know what? In a sense, I'm really happy I can do it now because the hype of everybody talking about him at that moment, it, it just would have seemed like it, it was just a I – don't, I don't want to talk bad about this, but I just want to seem like it's a trend because every podcast at the time was talking about him. Why Not saying that, that, they, that they shouldn't, but – Why is that wrong? It's not wrong, I should say. Like, it, it just like it's good that we could, I could still talk about him without being, you know, because everyone wants to try to hear all their different podcasts, and every podcast is going to be talking about Robin Williams, this and that. And I think it's cool that I'm doing it, you know, afterwards when people can still listen to it, but you know, not everybody else is talking about it. If that makes any sense, mm. but. Yeah, but before I do talk about anything about Robin Williams, um, let's talk the- about fashion. Yay! Is that How'd what you're you gonna know? say? <laughs> okay. Was that serious? It was actually. <laughs> Wait, you're actually gonna talk about? I was making I was a joke. Like we're all being like somber and serious. Like, all right, you know, let's let's talk a little low here. Let's talk our right, Robin Williams death. Actually- and now you're like, well, I want to talk about summer dresses. 
It's not summer. Well, whatever. Are you seriously going to talk about fashion? Yeah. All right, what do you... <laughs> what the hell? Right, okay, that's random. He's a mind reader, folks. Here you go. Tribute to Robin Williams. We're going to talk about fashion. Well, I said before we do that. Well, I already gave an introduction saying we're going to start talking about Robin Williams. I didn't you know you. jumped into it. I said, okay, and before we talk about it, you were like, let's get into fashion. I was like, you I'm, jerk. I, I, I was made like, a I was joke. I made a joke because I figured, like, well, why would we talk about fashion? I'm on the whole, like, like tribute episode to, to you know, I mean, I know we did some well, shout outs in the... Save it for the next episode when it's not so <laughs> dedicational. Yeah, yeah. Save it for the next one because it's kind of like just randomly off. Like we just gave a cool little like introduction to Robin Williams and out of nowhere, you're going to start talking about knee high well, socks. We talked about it. We went from, we went from, um, what you would call it, shout outs and then all the way to the movie already. Well, we didn't go to the movie. We're going to just be talking about Robin Williams, and towards the end, we're going to bring up the movie. Like, I mean, it's kind of like, all right, we go in, we give a history to why the hell we've disappeared for so long, even though we didn't give details, but, you know, and then we gave some shout-outs to the I fans. Don't these people want to know the details. I mean, people probably do. You know, they're like, oh, I want to know what's going on, but... I mean, the point is, it's like after that, I was like, all right, shout outs out of the way. Now let's get to it. People are tuning in to listen to, you know, I mean, and then that's why. So I wasn't anticipating like no, you know, anything else. Like I was like, oh, okay, I'm on. Because all I have is Robin Williams talk. I don't have anything else planned because I figured that's what it was going to be. Okay. Well, let me ask question number one regarding Robin Williams. What was your favorite movie from him oh no like, don't ask me that you need to talk nerd you, nope, I, need you I, want to t- you, I'm, I want to ask you a question what was your favorite movie well before i answer this is you need to give your because i don't know any i don't even know anything robin williams so are you serious oh my god yeah because here's the thing with that like i i haven't talked to you in forever like we don't even talk anymore so i don't know anything your thoughts on robin williams i don't know anything of what like what he meant to you what you know, like, favorite movies. I mean, I know we've talked about Popeye. If you go back and listen to episode 17, we've actually done already an episode for Robin Williams, and we did it on Popeye. But aside from Popeye, like, you know, it's like, what else is there, you know? So I haven't talked to you. So in a way, what the fans are going to listen for the first time, I'm listening for the first time too. So because chances are it's like you probably listened to the Brothers Bear episode. So you heard me say everything. So it's a repeat. So I, I'd rather me find out everything now. And as you're talking, I'm responding. Okay. Well, we'll do that then. Okay. Why I... What, what made me like Robin Williams and why so many people like Robin Williams is because... I mean, the first thing that I've ever seen from him was Mork and Mindy, you know, when, and, and it actually was one of the first things that they ever done. He did, well, first he did comedy. And along with comedy shows, stand like, comedy. you comedy. Know, what? See, yeah, a stand-up comedy. I should, I should be more. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he and, did, and the first thing he, he did was not, you know, Mork and Mindy. No, no, no. That's just correct. That's, well, first he did stand-up comedy. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is that he didn't if you're saying like for, like i mean he de- he did appear in like guest spots of every, of like shows before you know uh but it's like his first out. like big tv thing you know? 
Yeah, like I guess you could say his his like you know, uh, what would it be like, you know, freaking. I don't know. I guess yeah, because it went from seventy eight to eighty two. I mean, it wasn't long, but I mean, if you think about it, like. Remember, but people still remember and people still Mort, love it. Mort, well, Mort came out before though. Mort appeared on Happy Days. He did a guest spot. Remember. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, but that like his actual show though, like the sh- like starring him. Yeah. You know, I was in. And what about um? Was it like Jimmy Kimball? Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Ward, I said Kimball. <laughs> I, I was watching Credit Kindergarten Cop not too long ago, John Kimball. Um, uh, John, um, my God, now I can't even speak thanks. So at the Emmys, he wore the rainbow suspenders. Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. So, you know, and when they were given that whole speech and everything, well, um, what was it? Uh, what was his name? Ben... Oh my God! Wait, what was his name? Who gave the speech um, at the Emmys? Did you watch the Emmys? I just told you I didn't watch them. Oh yeah, I'm in my own little world right now. Um, but whoever did it, I'll probably think about it once I'm done all this, and then I'll just like name it. Um, when they gave the speech and like they were showing all the pictures and everything like that, like just the recap of the Emmys, they showed uh, Jimmy Kimmel wearing the. Uh, the witch called the rainbow suspenders. And I thought that was pretty clever. And, you know, because that's like an iconic thing. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can remember from certain actors and, and what movies that they did, like just the lines and just the, like from the movies that he did were so quotable, you know, the movie that we're doing dead poet society. That was, I think 1989. That was off. That was on the cuff of the 80s right before the 90s so i was actually pretty happy that i found uh one of his movies that really took a toll on young people and pretty much everybody because if you talk to any college student of course they're going to know like goodwill hunting they're going to know um dead poets because it revolves around high school going into college and you know because okay so as a person who does like robin williams i'll ask them i'll be like so what's your favorite movie oh i like goodwill hunting oh i like you know dead poets why do you like dead poets i was because you saw it in school or does it it's it, it comes off very educational so you could start an educational conversation you know, with like Carpe Diem, Dead Poet Society, Seize the Day, Boys Make Your Lives Extraordinary, you know, pretty much the whole like the idea of just doing things and not caring about it because you only live once. So just do it already. Pretty much that's what Carpe Diem is, folks. If you've never seen Dead Poet Society, it is a really good movie. Well, well we stop talk- talking about the movie. <laughs> We're going to talk about that at the end. We're in on that. But you know what I'm saying, though? Like, people... Like, they'll... People say that they'll love an actor. And they'll be, okay, well, what was your favorite movie? And they'll pick the most... The the most... uh, I guess... I should say I should say college kids. College kids do that. Like they'll pick the most educational movie by them, just so they could just sound like they're smart. I don't know because I, I hear a lot of kids talk about it, especially on Facebook. I don't know how many kids said, "Oh, Goodwill Hunting." Oh my God! Exclamation point! Like right, Robin Williams. And I don't even consider that a Robin Williams movie because it, he was really good, and that's why it was considered a Robin Williams movie. Well, that's not what I said right now. What I said is I don't consider it. 
a Robin Williams movie. Is I know, but I'm saying that, that that's what people think. I was saying that, well, people do think it's his type of movie because he was so good in it. Um, well, no, not that. It's just, it's just because they just assume, oh, it's Robin Williams. It's, it's, he's, no, it's just like the way... But he did star in it. Well, he was, I mean, he, was, he wasn't the, the... The story wasn't about him. It was about, you know, freaking whatever the... You know, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. It was more Matt Damon. And yeah, he met with him a few times, you know, but there are actual, like... He met with know, him through the entire Like, that's movie. why, like, like, like let's just say, because it's right here on the screen, I see the face. Mrs. Doubtfire. That is a Robin Williams movie because the lead is Robin Williams. The focus is on Robin Williams. The main character is Robin Williams. He's not a side character. So it, so what about the birdcage? Even though him, Nathan Lane share the spotlight, do you consider that a Robin Williams movie? That's a Robin Williams movie. Okay. Why? Because he is a lead. He is one of the leads. The focus is on Robin Williams and his marriage to, you know, I mean, well, yeah, but, folk, but do you realize that in Goodwill Hunting, it was the focus on Matt Damon? With, with, wait, no, with Matt Damon plus Robin Williams. No, it's he just of, met up with them. It was all about Matt Damon. It was about this kid, and he was eccentric, and like he held himself back, and he had issues, blah blah blah. But he did meet with Robin Williams, but he, you know, he didn't get all the screen time. That's the thing. Like when it's, you know, he and if it was Robin Williams' movie, it would have been. You but he know, did get the last scene. Starring, though. it would have been starring Robin Williams. It doesn't matter if he got the last scene or not. Jack Black got the last scene in King Kong. Doesn't mean the movie's about Jack Black. You know. But he, but I'm saying like one of the main stars. Like it wasn't just like it wasn't just Matt Damon. Like if you look at a at a. Um, a movie poster, it'll have multiple starrings. So if you look at Goodwill Hunting's poster, it should have Matt Damon, Robin Williams. Well, Matt Damon, I mean, uh, Robin Williams was nominated, right? Yeah. Was he nominated for Good Goodwill Hunting? I th- think so. But him and him and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck won Best Writers. Yeah, or, or Best think- Original Screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm... Or are you just guessing? No, no, I know that for a fact. They won. Lies! You don't know nothing. I do know that for a fact. No, get out of here. You don't know Okay, anything. so Flubber. Starring Robin Williams. <laughs> From Goodwill Hunting all the way to Flubber? That was weird. <laughs> I, was just, I was just like... I read... Listen, every... You would movie... say that because you were a kid <laughs> when that movie came out. So you would be like, I like Flubber. That was at 98 that movie came out? I'm just like guessing. 97, 98... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was definitely like. It was. Uh, it wasn't Thanksgiving when that movie came out. But it, it still was a good movie. I'm not saying it's negative. I'm just saying it came out on Thanksgiving. Why would that make it a bad movie? No, I'm just saying. But you were like, of course you would say Flubber, like you know. Oh, it's because you're a kid, so you know you're like. Yeah. Thank you for calling me a kid that's turning 21 in three months. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yes, Mrs. Dalfire Hook. Hook, we could look back and say, yes, it was definitely Robin Williams. He was Peter Pan. Yeah, see, there you go. Because, look, in Good Wheel Hunting, all right, Robin Williams won an Oscar for that, correct? He won, well, you probably don't know. He won an Oscar at the 70th Academy Awards. He won an Oscar. What did he win the Oscar for? Was it for Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor? If I know you, it's probably to point something out. It's probably best supporting actor. Exactly, he was supporting. He wasn't the main, the lead. He wasn't the one. He's not the one holding up the film. The, that 
goes to freaking what's his name? Uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon, because it says right here he was nominated for Academy Award for Best Actor, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. So yeah, <laughs> you know. So at that point, you know, um, when you think about it, it's like, all right, who's this movie about? It's about him. He has all these side characters, you know. I mean, yeah. hell, Casey Affleck is in the movie. He's he's Matt, he's freaking uh, Ben Affleck's brother. He's one of the guys that sits in the car who finally gets to sit up in front. Because, yeah, yeah, right. He's in the movie. He interacts with Mac Damon. So does that mean it's his movie too? It's Casey Affleck's movie? No. Nope. I just felt like since he took a like an, an also another big part in um, Good Will Hunting. It was look. It was a big part. But it doesn't necessarily mean the movie was about him. You know, it's yeah. not his movie. Like, when someone, like, like for instance, let's see. What what could I say, you know? No, no, I do I do get it. Like, I understand where you're coming from. It's just that, like, people do remember him from films such no, as. I know. I, I mean, I get that because you were saying that, oh, people say that. But then I started saying, well, I don't agree with that. And I'm trying yeah. to tell you, like, you know, don't follow those people. Don't be a lemming. I- Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't. Don't that's hop, don't hop off like the it, table. That's why it bothered me. Yeah. Be, it, don't be like, a conformist. Don't choose to march. Just stand behind a brick wall and just say, I choose not to fall. <laughs> but you know what? Like, the movies that I got to admit, like, one of my favorite movies from him is The Birdcage. I've seen The Birdcage when I was probably eight, nine years old. Did you even know what gay was at that time? Yeah, I knew what gay was. Oh, I was exp- listen. I, you probably I probably told the story before on here, but that I think that same year on Easter, on Easter's, <laughs> on Easter, my Easter egg hunt. <laughs> yeah, this is so weird. But I got um on DVD. I got analyzed this. <laughs> that was my gift. That was really? only- <laughs> what the one hell. Of my favorite- one of my favorite movies. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal was the one who did his, um... Eulogy his... or something? I don't know. He yeah, did... that's it. See, I told you it was going to come up as I was going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, he, he did something for for the show. Yeah, but, um... What was I about to say? Hold on. Uh, yeah, so that was what I got on my Easter thing. The hell? That's a... Was that your dad? Yeah, what? What was my dad? Who was it, your dad or your mom, or was it Santa that brought that for you? It was the Easter Bunny. Oh, wait, yeah. I don't know why I thought Santa Claus. You said Santa. Yeah, I did. (laughs) I don't know why. I guess guess it's because whenever I picture holidays with you, it's always going to be, for me, it's Christmas because of, you know, the Santa Santa Claus. Did you, um, did you, what you call it, push your little brother down the stairs for, uh, to get the Easter basket? No. no, I don't have a, I don't have siblings. Really? But you saw an Easter basket. Didn't the Easter Bunny get mad at you for pushing your little brother? No. Oh, I thought you would get the reference. What was that, Bill and Ted Part Two? Yeah. Was it? Oh wait, is that what it's called, Bill and Ted Part Two? Oh no, no, sorry, um, bogus journey. <laughs> yeah, you, you failed. DSR, you made your brother cry. <laughs> you stole Deacon Easter basket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It does have like a little accent, doesn't it? Yeah, he has like a New York accent. Yeah, 
You made your little brother cry. But then he goes into, like, a, a New York actor. He's like, you stole Deacon's Easter basket. <laughs> I remember I put that up on, on Easter. <laughs> and then there was that big talk. It's not an 80s movie, Renata. It's a 90s. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to get upset with you because you always confuse everything. No, but we could technically say that since Bill and Ted did the first, the first one, Excellent Adventure, came out in the eighties. Like I don't know, I just cons- I always consider one and two together. We'll always think that. Um, why, why is that? Because the style, because you know, they are in in a sense they are um, San Dimas. It was the eighties, like you know, they, it was set in the eighties. So. We, yeah, well, I wait. Did say that? Do we even know the movie? The, yeah, did, we, did we? Yes, we did. San Dimas. It was still in the eighties. Yeah, was, yeah, we did have this conversation where it was. It did take place in the eighties. Um, yes. Okay, okay. Even though the movie was released in the nineties, it's like literally a year later in their time. So I guess. Yeah, I forgot we had this conversation. Oh, you know what? Back to Robin Williams. Back to Robin Williams. Yeah, you got an Easter basket with Robin Williams inside. Okay, cool. Well, I didn't know, no, no. One year I got Flubber um, for Easter. Why did, like, all my movies that I was received, I never I never got a movie under my tree for Christmas, but I did get a movie for during my Easter egg hunt. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. So there would be a movie hidden somewhere? There'd be a movie every year for Easter, mm-hmm. Oh, right on. I would always ask for one movie. Sometimes I would get lucky and I would have two movies. I did get Hook, Flubber, Analyze This, and I think The Birdcage. The Birdcage? Wait, at what age? Eight, nine, ten. What the hell? Why would they give you The Birdcage at that age? Because I liked that movie. (laughs) I don't know. That's weird. I was in high school when... I believe, I, what year did you say it was? 98, right? Started from 98 to probably 2001. What? No, nerd, I'm saying. What? I'm asking when that movie came out. Oh, The Birdcage. The Birdcage came out maybe like 99, 2000. Oh, hell no. You're way off. Is it is it lower or higher? It, ha- it had to be before, because I remember Ally McBeal came out like in the late eight, 90s and Carissa Fockhart was in the birdcage before she became Allie McBeal. So, yeah. Because right? Allie McBeal was 2003, wasn't it? What? No, 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 90s. No, it was 90s. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I did see that show a little bit, but she fell off the face of the earth after that movie. Yeah. Like she, they didn't even look eighteen. They didn't even. She, they didn't even look twenty. She, well, she, she didn't even look eighteen. Yeah, and, you're way off. The Birdcage came out in 1996. Okay. Wait, so you were three years old when this movie came out? Because you were born in '93. No, but I saw it when I was eight, and then I got so you it. Saw it. I saw it, and then I got it that year. Wow. So that means yeah. So that means when you were watching this movie on video, you were four years old. No, I didn't see it till I was eight. Wait, what? Why eight? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, what about Flubber? Were you two when you saw it? <laughs> no, I was. 
I was, uh, now we're, now we're getting, we're, now we're talking about numbers here and this is going to get, I mean, me. it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, so, yeah, I, I so seen, Robin I've seen Williams, of, I've seen a lot of adult films. Like, yeah, I know you have. When I was young. Huh? No, I'm not saying anything. I'm listening. Okay. Okay. But yeah, but out of all, I mean, Mrs. Dalfire was another one, but I feel like everyone like knows Mrs. Dalfire. No one knows the Birdcage. No one knows Hook. What are you talking about? The people that I no, the people that I, all, all these kids that I went to school with, like high school kids. All right, really quick, I, really quick. Are they, are they are they fans of the show? All those people. What show? Our our show? Yeah, the one that right now are, that we're doing. No. Well, then at that point, you're making it seem like, like as if our audience don't doesn't know the birdcage. No, right? no. Our sorry, our audience knows everything about Robin Williams. The birdcage is a huge flick. It's massive. Of course it is. And it was. It was it, at the time too. It was very groundbreaking because you saw two of the lead characters in film were mm-hmm. portrayed as gay you know like you i mean especially with our our time frame our world like you rarely ever saw someone like that was you know gay on film unless they were played like lamar from revenge of the nerds very flamboyant and you know but you know robin williams hands everybody not everybody <laughs> but, robin- <laughs> I said, but robin williams didn't come off as, as so flamboyant well, as that's he- what i'm saying it, 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 it he, he his character wasn't like that you had nathan lane but even nathan lane um i mean it, it was flamboyant but not like over the top i think he was playing a mother i think what was the character um he does Albert. the voice of apu he does a lot of voices in the simpsons he's the he was the the chef or the maid that lived with them, or that I, helped during the I, dinner party. He's in the room and he made soup. He's like, "Does anybody want soup?" Oh, oh, um, Agador, Spartacus. Yeah, yeah, him. He does a lot of voices in The Simpsons. I can't. Yeah. Hank Azera. Uh, no, is that Hank Azera? Yeah. Uh, Salad peasant soup. It was. Yeah, he he's uh, <laughs> um, like he was very like movie flamboyant. Like whenever you see a nerd on TV. They're so over-exaggerated nerd with the glasses. Like, hey, everybody, you know, so, um, but. I can't get Alba. She's still in her robe. God damn, please. I don't know what's happened. (laughs) (laughs) You know, yeah, yeah, the lisp and everything. So that was very, like, over-exaggerated gay. But I thought. I love when Alba says, he's like, oh, Agator, give me my purin tablets, please. And then Rob Williams like, what the hell are purin tablets? It's aspirin with the N scratched off. Oh, my God, what a beautiful idea. Oh, I know. <laughs> I love, I, I seriously love the scene in, in the birdcage when he's trying to teach him to be manly. And he's yeah. like, all right. He's like, put your, put your thumb down. He's like, oh, you know. <laughs> and then he like, he's like, sit up straight and he slaps him. And he goes, oh, why did you do that? And then when he's like, walk, he's like, walk like, like John Wayne, you know. And he's like, all right. I yeah. <laughs> and he's like okay we'll try again and later on when they're at the park he's like all right how about them bears yeah you know and they're all talking it's like oh my god hey you son of a bitch how those well, i can't believe that game i mean the dolphins how do you think i feel the trade bewildered response <laughs> i'm not sure <laughs> you know and then he says all right amigo damn straight 
fucking A, fucking A, right. And they slam it, he's like, ow! Yeah. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I love every time he, like, screams in the whole movie, he's always screaming. My favorite part is when he's trying to, like, leave, because uh, he's all upset when he's leaving in the car, and he just screams when he's turning on the car, and it honks, like, ah! He's just screaming. Oh, my God. <laughs> that movie's good. Like, and that's that was cool, because it's, like, in the 90s, and they were trying to play, they were trying to do a positive light on on a gay couple like here it, like this, this this that like the idea behind the movie was awesome like you know because like, like i said in hollywood it was very rare to ever have like especially two of the main actors like or or the leads in the movie are gay like that the whole fo- story is focused on these yeah, two and like a movie based on two successful gay men yeah, you know exactly and- you know, and, and, and they're not crazy. They're not going out and, like, having random sex. Like, it's two men who are in love with each other that have... Yeah, the life a, of a gay person. Yeah, and they have a kid. And they realize, like, holy crap, my son's going to get married to, to a, what is he, a governor or something? Like, something... Uh, Kevin Keeley, he is the um, the president of the Coalition for Moral Order. But senator. He, he's yeah, a senator. Yeah, he's a senator. And, and they're like, great, now we have... You know, this senator, he's, like, a very right-wing, you know, and it's, like... I mean, the idea behind the movie is freaking awesome. That's what I love about that movie. It's, like, wow. It's, like... And especially for its time. And I think that's why when you're, like, saying, like, you know... I mean, maybe it's age based on your friends who are, like, no one knows the birdcage. I'm, like, in reality, I'm, like, the birdcage is huge. And the point of all of this was just to go back to that original point where you said... Yeah, I think the birdcage is huge. Like, there are some movies, honestly, that, yeah, don't, like, people are like, no one knows this movie or, no, you know. But, I mean, but, like, a lot of kids, like, and from my area, like, uh, that are my age. Well, they're stupid. They're, they're, not, they're not really huge fans of the birdcage or they don't know about the birdcage, which I find, I mean, they probably know now, you know, after watching or hearing about Robin Williams. And if you have, like, Comcast or, um, you know, well, I, I will actually a lot of the Comcast movies, they have pretty much every Robin Williams movie that he starred in. Yeah. Yeah. And, but really quick, my favorite part in the birdcage is where they're in the back of the kitchen and the son is drinking and the, and the father can't breathe. And then he's, and he's sitting, he's thinking, he's like, dad, everything's going haywire. What are we doing? Where, where's Agador? He's like, he didn't make an entree. And he has his head up against the refrigerator. He's like, what, you just have soup? He's like, sweet and sour peasant soup. It's like a stew. It's an entree. He's like, oh my God. And then like, they're all crying and they're freaking out. And they keep getting swigs of um, scotch. And then he's like, just go out there, do it. And then he keeps trying to put the shrimp inside the soup. He's like, fuck the shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and like that's just like the funniest part i mean there's so many fun parts in that movie yeah but um one that like i um that really like was just awesome especially the soundtrack the music was hook like i just think that's just one of the best like peter pan movies because i know they did like, a remake like with a kid and like, what was it well, like? There, it wasn't a remake. I mean, yeah, the... they did like a remake of like Peter Pan. What? No, yeah, no, no. like oh, the, how is it a remake? A remake of what? Wait, hold on. Well, I'm not, like, um, you know what I mean? Like the just the whole 
Peter Pan's story. They did like a remake upon the story. Like they did like a updated version of it. You know what I'm talking about? I um. You did you, you ever see it? Are you talking about? All right, look. Who again? Who? What? What are you talking about? Like, okay, you uh, do you honestly assume that Peter Pan was created by Disney? Is this what you're trying to say? No, 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 no. I'm no, I'm talking about like, but just every like it, it, like the Disney Peter Pan was the same as this movie. Yeah, I, I know that, but how is it? You're saying it's a remake, but it's a remake of what? They're not. It's remake. It's, it's remake of the Disney co- cartoon. No, it's not a remake. It is though, in a sense, like it's Peter Pan, Jane, uh, uh, no, Wendy, Michael, John. You, you understand that Peter uh, that Disney doesn't own Peter Pan, right? No, I know that. I know it's it's by an author that I just forget the name of, but it's not Disney. It's not made by yeah, Disney. So it's not a remake. It's just someone who decided to do their own version of Peter Pan. But they kind of took a lot of things from the Disney cartoon. Like what? What did they take that's not in the book? Well, I got to issue this. And, and from the uh, the Broadway, like the play version. Okay, what from the, the play version is not in the book? Well, the father... <laughs> no, the father is Captain Hook. Jane, uh, Wendy and Michael and Jane's father plays the father and Captain Hook. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. If you watch the play and you watch the Broadway version and if you've seen the movie, the father, for some reason, and I don't know why this is, but the father, uh, the, the, uh, I think his name is uh, George Darling, is all, plays also Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. Don't know why, but that's the tradition that they kept. And everything else. Okay. But that wasn't in, in, in the original Disney version? Yeah, it is. If you listened, if you if you watch the cartoon, if you if you watch the Peter Pan cartoon, Mister Darling's voice, N, is Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, hey, uh, I didn't realize. Uh, I wasn't paying attention, but we actually have uh, Brandon from Three Tards is actually talking to us. Oh shit. He's like, okay. yeah, what are you guys talking about, Hank Azera? I just realized he was listening, so I apologize. I was so engaged in the conversation at yelling at Renata, as usual. <laughs> so I wasn't paying attention, so awesome. Yeah, but um, what was I about to say? But yeah, that's that's the thing, why? But go get oh, it back. Wait, okay, wait, so you're saying because it's the same actor doing the same, like, the voice you're saying that oh he's he's that's the dad. Not no, Mr. Darling is is Mr. <laughs> Mr. Darling and Captain Hook are, this, are the same person but different characters. Same thing with the movie. If you've seen the father, Mr. Darling in the in the newest version of Peter Pan, he plays Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. And in the Broadway. And the play version, the father, Mr. Darling, plays the father and then plays Captain Hawk with Kathy Rigby. The Kathy Rigby version. But what I'm saying, all right, just because, like, are you, 
the point is, we it's went, like we went off topic. Now we're focused. No, 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 no. See what what you're saying is like. Let, let, I'm gonna go. We're gonna connect this to Robin Williams. I no, guarantee. We're not connect this to no, Robin. No, I. Robin Williams is a whole different thing, but we were just focusing on Peter Pan. No, no, no. Williams. Um, no, no, no. Okay, I know we're talking because I can, I can, I can guarantee you, I can connect this to Robin Williams without using Hook as a reference, and to make to to understand what the hell you're trying to say, but at the same time, does not necessarily. Oh, I, make- I love to hear this. Okay, check it out. <laughs> so you're saying, look, Hans Cornred, uh, Cornred. I'm sorry, he played Captain Hook and Mr. Darling. He it's just the voice. He provided the boy the voice for both characters. Um and this the, is and this is what movie? Disney? Yes, the Disney version. Yes, okay. Likewise with the in in the the Broadway musical, you know, they did the same. It's like this character. So what happened is like what they ended up doing was non-Robin Williams reference Wizard of Oz. You have characters in the real world that exist in the real world. Through Dorothy, she sees, you know, how her uncles right there. They're like, hey, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. So what happened later on when she went to Oz, these characters played those people, right? They played those, the, like, they were the, the, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow. There were her uncles. He's like, oh, and you were there, and you were there, and so on and so forth. It's what the new hook did. That one with and came out in like O two or O three. It was yeah. a new version. Uh, it was a different version. They tried to. They're, they're like, all right, let's stick more to the book. So, but what they did was in the tradition was let's keep the tradition going and use let's do that again. The actors or maybe it, it exists in the book. Maybe there's a reference in the book. I never read the book. I, I doubt book. you've actually read the book. So maybe I, that maybe that reference is in there. But the way I can connect this to Robin Williams without using Hook is Jumanji. His dad, Parrish, Mr. Parrish, his father is played, yeah. the, the actor plays the hunter. Now, when I was watching that movie, in the very end, I figured... I that just w- started realizing that like three years ago, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what you call it? Yeah, because like, and, and I, I seriously, at the end, when he tells him, he's like... He's like, I'm not gonna run anymore. He's like, all right, go ahead, run. He's like, I'm not, af- I'm not gonna run anymore. I'm not afraid. He's like, he's like, good. He's like, you're finally becoming a man. And when he said that line, I honestly thought that was gonna be his father. I thought that was gonna be his dad because he said the exact same line earlier in the movie. He's like, be a man. You know, remember he goes like, all oh, these kids beat me up, and he's like, yeah. you know. So I was like, oh crap, is that his dad? Is he, um, uh, is he like? What the hell? He's chasing him. He's trying to kill him. Like, was this he trying to prove a point this whole time? No, it's just the same actor. So just because they're the same actor doesn't necessarily. So it's like movies have done this before. Wizard of Oz did it, and so it doesn't mean that oh they're doing a remake of Disney because they use the same actors. It's just probably tradition to do that within you know because I believe like maybe the the Broadway play came out even before you know the Disney the play, movie it, or the, or maybe not. If the play came out, it was the book. Then it was the play, and then it was the movies, like the cartoon movies. And then- well, I'm going to give credit to Peter Pan copied Wizard of Oz, because Wizard of Oz came out in 39, whereas to Peter Pan came out in 53. So you're saying that maybe Captain Hook is kind of like, like, see how like the father always came off mean, and mm-hmm. he came off very stern? And- exactly. I mean, because yeah. that's what it is. It's what they're trying to do is like, like you know, it's like, all right, we're going to bring this into that that fantasy world. It's the same character, 
but now we're over here, you know? I mean, movies tend to do that. I mean, Jumanji did that. The one thing that he was always running from and the fear and, and all this, like, it was the, the hunter, whereas to his father, he he couldn't, like, really be close with his dad he couldn't stand up to his dad like instead he was choosing to run away you know and it wasn't until the end he ran and hugged his father and said i love you and so on and so forth because he was finally like i'm not gonna run anymore i'm not scared you know and it's just like that's i think that's what they're trying to portray. and now that i'm putting it together maybe the connection with the crocodile and um nana because if you want watch the plays and you watch the broadways nana always was a problem for the father like, he was kind of scared of him but like because or like he kept getting hair on his trousers and then he was like and he kept messing everything up and he was like take him outside and like you know and, and nana would just be like thrown off to the side so maybe like nana was the crocodile because like you know they always had like you know confrontation between the both characters so we could think of like stuff like that now we're getting really deep now i'm starting to think about it i mean but it, i mean you know it's like it, it, it's sometimes it's like you gotta when you look in the films and stuff that's why where a lot of my effie moments come from because you start digging deep into films and you kind of like figure stuff out and sometimes you're like oh what the hell and and you know and that's the thing it's just like you know i mean i i think it's honestly like like you know i mean look i can't even say that like I, i'm telling you in the book i've never read the actual peter pan story so maybe in the book of Peter Pan, it does make reference to that, you know, like I, 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 I wish, you know, a fan could like tell us, you know, but maybe in there it does make a reference that, oh, you know, uh, Captain Hook, you know, uh, kind of gives off a vibe of, of the father, you know, or something like that, maybe, like, you know. It's just that it's, well, I mean, he really doesn't, well, I mean, because it's pretty much like boy fighting with man. You know, like the boy not wanting to grow up, and the father, and like the father saying, "You have to grow up." So maybe like Captain Hook doesn't necessarily doesn't have to say, "You have to grow up, boy," but like you know, it's that constant like. Yeah, that that has to be it, and that's what they're doing. Like I said, I haven't read it, but I think that's what it is. If the because I haven't seen Peter Pan in I don't know how long either, so I don't even remember the beginning. I honestly don't even remember a father in the freaking movie. But if the if the father's saying like, "Yeah, you got to grow up," blah blah blah, you know. And then when they travel somewhere where you don't have to grow up in the adults, the guy is like the father, then that's a part of the story. It has to be a part of the story, you know? I know Disney ten- tends to change everything, but back to, you know, the... <laughs> we uh, need to talk about Hook. We just went right into Peter Pan. Yeah, we got to talk about Hook. But like I said, that movie that you're talking about, that film, is, uh, it's not a remake. It is not. It's, it's... Whoever decided to make that movie, it was their own version. Of yes, the Peter but it Pan. kind of it kind of took on the same type of, you know. No, like, and there there's already it's like Willy Wonka. Like there's the Willy Wonka movie that Tim Burton did. That it didn't change anything though. Like, but really, it, but it wasn't a remake of that original film. It was Burton's version. I, I always bring up that damn movie. All, who, you know what? Who cares? Let's just talk about Robin Williams. Let's okay. talk about Hook. Let's talk I, about the I, real I, deal. I, I, now, there, no, not a remake. It's, an, it's a reimagining. And it all came from, I think it was the writers. Uh, the writer who wrote the story was, like, the the kid said, what what, what would happen if Peter Pan grew up? If I, if I can remember correctly. I'm trying to look that up because I remember I saw that. All right. Well, I'll talk about my pet peeve, though. Um, of the movie? Oh, the movie, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not really, but it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, 
when when Jack starts like you know looking up to Captain Hook as a father, and then like it's like the third day where yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> Peter Pan has to face Captain Hook, and he says, "Don't I know him, Captain?" And I was like, "Really?" I was like, "You can't see that's your own father." <laughs> like, come on, like it, you know, and it made no sense. Like, if I have. If I had, like, had my father right in front of me, like, three days later, I think I would know what my father looked like. Especially if, if all he did was just fly. Like, I would tell that was my father. And then after he, like, I mean, like, I guess it does kind of make sense. Like, because, you know, when they started, like, putting the, the, I don't know, the, I can't, I can't even talk right now. Mm. Well, when they put the th- the trap over him and he starts that flying where he keeps going down and he's and he's trapped and, and like helpless and then he starts to realize oh yeah that's my dad because i because he sees his dad as like a helpless like weakling character but it makes no sense don't i know him captain no son you've never seen before in your life <laughs> yeah it's your father like <laughs> it makes no sense i well, can't say uh, that i i don't i honestly think that he doesn't know that's his dad i believe he's just saying that because he still hates his dad no, no, it's no, he doesn't know who he is. Or maybe, like, being there, I don't know. I, 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 Christ, I don't even remember that scene that you're talking about, so I'm trying to think about it. Oh, my God, you can't be serious. Yeah, I don't remember that scene. I'm trying to remember Hook, but I always remember more of the memorable stuff, but I don't remember when he first sees his dad, like... I honestly think he was just like, I don't want to be with my father, I'm, I'm hanging out with Hook. But then, little by little, he's seeing the evilness that is Hook, and he's like, nah, you're not. It's all about, you know, my dad, Peter Pan. Whatever. Well, but I mean, I also like, I, I what I do like is that they really show Tinkerbell, and I, like, and I liked how, like, they show her, like, actually life-size, and it gives her her opportunity to show how much she's in love with Peter Pan. Yeah. So. I wish David Bowie would have been Captain Hook. Why? Well, it would just been cool. He actually turned down the role of Captain Hook. He was, they asked him, and he's like, nah, I don't want to do oh, it. Oh, really? So imagine if Bowie, I mean, we already had him as Jared in Labyrinth. So imagine if Bowie was Captain Hook. I'm Captain Hook, everyone. <laughs> that would have been bad, dude. If freaking Bowie, I'm Captain Hook. And he starts singing, you know. <laughs> hook, magic hook. <laughs> that would have been bad. No, I, but I, I did like Dustin Hoffman as Hawk. I think he was a great Hawk. Mm. So, you don't yeah. think so? I mean, he was good. Yeah, good form. Good form. He, you know, he, he did he did an all right job. But, I mean, I'm just saying, like, sometimes when you read, like, certain people audition or would have been, like, you're like, oh, dude, I would have loved to have seen, you know. Because it's really hard to say who would be, like, if they, if say if they had to do another version of Peter Pan, like, who do you think would be a good Hawk? I mean, like, I mean, I know it's hard to say off the top of your head, but if you had to think about it. Well, I mean, if anything, like, I, um, you know, what like, would... Would you want him to be a young hook, or would you want him to be, like, an old hook? Like, old, like, let's say, like, 40, 50 years old, would you rather see him more, like, 30, or, you know? No, nah, I mean, he has to be a, a, a an adult. Like, hook is always the adult, because he has to be an adult compared to the children, you know? So yeah. there have to be like that, you know, and then Smee that, you know, hey, Hook has two people that died in it. Bob Hoskins and Robin Williams. 
Oh my god. I think Dustin Hoffman's next. <laughs> no. Let it be Julia Roberts, maybe. <laughs> I love Julia Roberts. Pretty woman. Pretty woman. She's gorgeous. I don't care what anybody says. That woman is gorgeous. Yeah, but she was a bitch during the filming of Hook. Was she really? Yeah, they, they, they dug her the nickname, the nickname Tinker Hell. Why? What did she do? She was just very, very, um, whatchamacallit, uh, she was just difficult to deal with. You know, like, this is a movie that, honestly, um, Steven Spielberg, he was not happy with the final result of the film. He He's never been truly happy with this film and yeah like there's a lot of stuff going on but mainly one of them well yeah julia roberts like um she was just extremely like that's why like you could actually look up you know like the the top actors or actresses that are difficult to work with and whenever you read up about julia roberts there's always always a mention of her in hook because she was such a bitch like she yeah she was just a, a, she was literally a prima donna and you know and she thinks she's the shit all big you know i'm a pretty woman Bert, you know and you know the, i mean come on it's spielberg man spielberg gets more you know he has it more i don't know it was just there's a lot of stuff going on but you know originally this movie was supposed to feature and this was back in the 80s so imagine if it would have happened then was supposed to feature michael jackson as peter pan no. No, I'm serious. Not lying. No. That would have never... No. But this was when Michael Jackson was huge. This is during the time when it was massive. So it would have not have been weird if, you know, like, think about it. With um, with uh, Michael Jackson, the type of, like, person, especially in the 80s during, I think it was, like, during the thriller era. So if we would have had freaking... It would have not been like, oh, this is weird. It's just, you know, Robin, this movie would have never existed, you know. Um, but but think about it. Like, it, it, would have, it would have been a totally different movie. And I think it would have been filled with a lot of music. I mean, like, at that time, Robin Williams, I mean, uh, freaking Michael Jackson couldn't do any wrong. Yeah. But I do like, I do like the orchestra um, soundtrack. No, you don't. I thought I the orchestra. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. But um, we have to get to the actual movie, like oh, the wow. main movie. Ke- actually, Kevin Klein was our was actually gonna play Peter Pan. Oh, really? Yeah, but he had to actually drop out because of another movie that he was shooting. So a ton of reshoots, rewrites, and taking much longer than expected to complete shooting. So that means they actually had it was already set. It wasn't even it wasn't even Robin Williams at the time. Yet freaking he had to he he had to uh, step out, and then they're like, "Oh crap! Now we gotta." I mean that happened. I mean hell, remember it happened to Back to the Future. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I see. I can't look anything up right now because. For some reason, my laptop keeps like freezing. It won't let me go on the. It won't let me go on the Safari. I think I have to get a new laptop or something. It's it's being difficult. I had this laptop for six years, and it's been told that if you have a Apple laptop for an amount of five to six years, and if it starts acting up, it means you need to get like a new something new added to it or something. Maybe a new one. 
Yeah. Yeah, but uh, getting back to... We need to talk about the Dead Poets Society. All right, look. You're yes. right about that, but before anything, you need to tell us um, what Robin Williams truly meant to you. It's like, I know you told us, like, oh, these are the movies I like and this and that, even though we only focus on, like, three or four movies. But you got to give the tribute to to Williams right now. You got to tell us, like, why why you what what his passing meant to you like what his career meant to you like what you felt like how you know he made you laugh like everything like you need to tell us of course like like, give give that awesome tribute to williams all right well overall he was just an amazing actor he every movie that i seen of him i laughed i cried i i you know just all emotions of one and when he passed it was very it was shocking, of course, because I saw it on Facebook and it said right behind Robin Williams. And I was like, what? And I was like, for real? I was like, oh, my God. And then I actually cried. He's actually one of the the few actors that passed that I actually cried over. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was so heartbreaking because, and just to hear how he died. To, I mean, there, of course, there was rumors upon rumors, but, like, I don't... It said that he had depression and he killed himself. And then there, there was there was rumors going around. I don't know if it's true or not, but he had a uh, minor Parkinson's disease, um, kind of like Michael what Michael J. Fox has. And but he was just the actor, and who like like I don't know. Every time I like most of all the movies that I've seen in my early years were with Robin Williams. And I've always just found him to be like, you know, if I ever got to meet him, he was just always seemed like a friendly guy or like, you know, and I always dreamt about that. Like if I ever would become an actress, he would be the person that I could work with. And, you know, because he always did successful movies and Not he always. Was well, mostly all his films were pretty successful in some way, shape or form. Not always. Not all of them. He has a good amount of flops himself. I, I said a good chunk. Like, a good chunk of them are pretty good. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, he had memorable roles, but he he has a lot of flops, too. Well, doesn't every actor? Yeah, but you're making it seem like all his whole line of work was, like... But a lot of his movies that I saw, I really... really well, probably enjoyed. the ones you saw, but it doesn't necessarily mean all his work was, like, huge. Well, I didn't say all his work. I said mostly all. Yeah. Like for mostly, instance, said mostly all his work. A lot, of, a lot of, a lot of his later work didn't do well. You know, like Stop interrupting me. I'm on a roll here, Sanch. Okay, it's not about you. Like okay? the big wedding, old dogs. You know, it ain't about you. <laughs> Come on, license to wed. You know, man of the year, RV. I mean, Stop I have the list on IMDb. Robots. Yeah, I'm going down all the movies that he did later on that did not do well at all. You know, remember robots? Yeah, I watched that the other day, and that movie was terrible. It wasn't even that good. I remember they used to have that commercial um, for the trailer. It was um, "Hit Me Baby One More Time." Like it was just like that. Hit me, baby, one more time. And they kept like repeating that part inside the trailer, and it was for robots. And I thought it was pretty like yeah. overly played, but every time you watched it, it was just funny. I don't know. And then when he played. Um, well, a big, big thing that I loved about him was him playing the genie in Aladdin. He was in, you know? he was in Aladdin? 
He played the genie. I know. I'm kidding. Stop interrupting me! All right, go. Finish your, your eulogy, your tribute, your love for Senor Robin to... Williams. Um, I just feel like it, it, I feel like it's not, like, coming out. Like, you know, like, I feel like it's forced. I hate feeling forced well, to talk about Well, it is forced, something. nerd. You have to say it. How <laughs> much for the show? I... All right, well, then don't give a tribute to the man. I will give a tribute because it's already happening. But it, no, but it, all around, you know, he, like, like, there's really like I didn't know him personally, but as an actor, like he always you made me laugh. Did. What you didn't? I didn't know him personally. <laughs> like you know, he didn't come to like my bar mitzvahs. He didn't like you know come to my sweet sixteen parties. I'm not Jewish, by the way. And it's actually bat mitzvah for a girl. Bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. Bat. And, and I just, and the movies alone that I've just seen of him, most of all the movies that I've seen of him, I really did like and enjoy. Yeah. And he could play serious. He can play funny, of course. He could, and he, you know, he can make us laugh, cry, get scared. He could, he could just do it all. And like, whenever like, people talk about him it's always like oh yeah 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 i know that movie i know the movie and it's all just good things that come out of my mouth whenever i hear about him yeah and people mention his name like there's nothing there's not one bad thing you could say about him you know what i mean like he never he never had a period of time where he was rude to people i mean he did have a bad drug and alcohol problem though all his life he did yeah when comedians were because i listen to like podcasts where they're you know actual like you know, big time comedians and stuff like that. Because I, I, I mean, it's rare where I listen to shows where it's just like, you know, people like us. It's hard because a lot of them are very vulgar, so it's hard to listen to that at work. But so I listen to com- comedy podcasts where it's like all these comedians who all talked about how nice and friendly Robin Williams are is was. Like mm-hmm. they would say, like, yeah, I remember when I did this show once, and he was there, and. He was just so nice and engaging in all the, the, the comics and everything. Like, yeah, it was like no one said anything negative. The only negative stuff they were talking about is how much they hate depression. Like, man, this sucks that, you know, how depression could just affect someone so much that they would want to do something to themselves. And they do, you know, and, it, and it's a sad thing. And it's just like, but yeah, but like there was nothing. And it's like, yeah, you could talk about like, oh, yeah, you could say like, oh, his movie, that one sucks. But you're not talking about Williams. You're talking about, you know, the only negative thing I ever said is that I hate when he does stupid, exaggerated uh, imitations of rappers. It always, for some reason, bugged the hell out of me because he always did the exact same impersonation of a rapper where he would do like his arms going, yo, 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 like all like that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, dude, like. Not all rappers do that. And it was his, I'm a white man trying to do an impersonation of a of a rapper, of a black rapper, you know? I don't know. That's the only negative thing I've ever said about the guy. Other than that, he's great. Especially the part where, like, in, um, RV. what was it, the South Fire? Oh. Uh, like, he was oh, like. Oh, he did it there. I'm a rap to rap doing what I can. Yeah, and the, <laughs> look, like, his arms, right? His arms. He does the yo, yo, check. You know, he does the arm things, right? Well, in the beginning, he does. Um, On the table. Yes, but then, then he was playing with the, um, the, the dinosaur. 
Yeah. I mean, he, I remember he did an RV. And when uh, and I used to watch Jay Leno show a lot. Like, I would watch Jay Leno waiting for Conan O'Brien. And whenever he was on and for some reason he would do an impersonation of a rapper, he would do that. And it would bug the hell out of me. I'm like, dude, like, not everybody does that. But it, it was his, it, like, that's my joke, I guess. I don't know. But other than that, yeah, like, um, it's hard to say anything negative about the guy. I mean, like I said, all the comedians I was listening to talk about Williams yeah nothing negative about the nothing guy negative. but you know what and it's sad because and I'm saying this because you know like my dad believes this and I kind of believe this too and you can hate me all you want for saying this but for a person to kill themselves like my dad thinks it's weak you know because I mean, I don't know what, and, and people say, oh, well, you don't know what he went through and this and that, but, but you have to be really psychotic and you have to be really just messed up to, to actually physically harm yourself, especially the way he did it. Yeah, but depression is a bitch. That's the thing that a lot of these people who got all mad or said that don't understand how much depression can affect a person. And that's the, my that's dad, the part. My dad, but my you dad... Know? He lived through depression. See, but there's the thing. There's two. There's really, in, in reality, you could say there's two types of depression. There's a depression where you're like, I'm just bummed out. Like, uh, I I just went through, you know, a horrible breakup or or no. like whatever. I lost a family member. And then there's the depression that is just clinical, where you there's nothing you could do about it, no matter how. You know, you could see a puppy running around. You can be, you could win a million dollars. You could never have to work another day in your life. You could have a a hot supermodel. Depression just affects you so much that there's nothing you could do about it, and you're just extremely and clinically depressed. That's that's what what Williams had. He had the depression that he had. He had no control over that, and if he was fighting this for years, you know, it's not something that was just like, oh, I'm depressed because it's like. Your dad, I mean, you're saying he had depression, but it was he fine now, he's happy now. If, if the depression is gone, then that means he just had a moment of depression where he was like, oh, my life sucks right now, like I'm unhappy. But with Williams, it didn't matter how happy he was, depression existed in his mind. And, and that's why there's people, my no, friend, um, I, I have he a friend. Went, he went through, he went through, um, I mean, I really shouldn't, I'll tell you after this, but like. It was it, it's been, it was bad, and he could have he could have caused physical harm to himself by doing what he did, and he like he kind of snapped out of it somehow. Don't know how, but he did, and it was on for a while. But that's why my dad. I mean, you know, I I kind of, I kind of feel both ways. Like I'm kind of my dad, but then I'm kind of with the whole idea of depression. Like you don't know what that person went through. Well, no, just, see, that's just, the thing. Just, You're getting the wrong idea about depression. And, and there's a lot of people like you out there that don't understand this depression. Like, you know, and some people have to take medication in order to fight that depression because they can't help it. See, you assume that depression is just like, oh, I'm sad. Like, like if you like you're fine, you have no depression. If let's just say Joey called you up tomorrow and, and dumped you, you know, or whatever, he left you for some other woman. You'd be sad and you'd get depressed, but then you'd get over it. You wouldn't be depressed for the rest of your life. You'd get over it. You'd be happy. You'd probably meet someone you could get a family, have a kid, and you'd be fine. And that that's that's just a depression, a moment of depression. Whereas to uh, there's other people 
like Williams, and I know people who are like that. I mean, hell, even one of my friends who actually tried to kill himself multiple times because he's clinically depressed where it's all in your head. Like, it's in your brain that you, you try, you can't fight. It's not like, oh, I'm only in a moment. Like, I've hit moments of depression, but I get out of it. So I'm not living with depression because I'm able to move forward and then my life changes or something and then I'm like, yeah, I'm not depressed anymore. Whereas to other people, it doesn't matter how awesome their life becomes, they're still depressed and they can't help it. And they're like, I don't want to feel like this. And I can't do anything about it. So usually they take medication. They'll take meds. And there's nothing. Williams is one of them. He's been fighting depression for years. And that's why people see him like, oh, but he looks so happy. His life was, he was an actor and this and that. But even then, like, he, he was fighting with it, you know. He, he was always fighting with it. And that's what sucks. And people with, who are bipolar, usually they deal with depression too. I have a friend who was like that. And she actually tried to kill herself. But luckily her brother found her. I mean, there's I know a lot of people. And I know that like that's why like there are two like you know there's two types of depression and maybe what your father had was a moment of like i i I got hit with a horrible card at this moment my life sucks at this moment i'm so depressed but now he's probably like hey i just celebrated my anniversary with my wife i'm happy i have a child and it's probably all gone you know maybe it's like "Ah, i'm kind of bummed out right now but he probably doesn't deal with the other way it's like you gotta watch these people all the time because you're like Holy hell, they're, they're just clinically depressed and there's nothing to do because, about it. Like, there, there should have been family. He shouldn't have been left alone. He sh- there should have been somebody with him. Yeah, like 24 hours for the rest of his life? Well, I mean, he just got out of rehab. So it was a, it was a, a, like a, like a very fragile state. Yeah. He, d- he literally just got out of rehab and there was no one there with him. He had a wife. He had kids. He had friends. He had... It's uh, like personal assistance. You could have somebody with him at that particular moment. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Is like sometimes you just don't know. You know, and people are like, "I'm fine," and you're gonna take their word for it. And next thing you know, boom, things happen. Yeah, it's true. But anyway, um, oh my god, that was like a real serious talk. Yeah, that's probably like yeah. the 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 most like serious our show has ever. It got like personal at some points. Yeah, but, like it was. It was. Yeah, I mean, because you know, like I know from experience and people. Like, so, <laughs> I mean, that's why. Like, I mean, we never. This is probably the first and only time that we'll ever get this deep fans. So, you know, if you're listening, you're like, holy hell! But you know, hey, you know, a lot of times you can't. You know, it's there's a moment where you got to get serious. But let you know, let's let's get back to what our show is. Let's get into Keep it. Tracking. You know, all right, let, let's do our, let's finish off in our remaining half hour of Goodwill Hunting. No. <laughs> I know. Dead Poet Society. Renata mentioned earlier, he's like, hey, Robin Quinn Williams, Robin Quinn Williams, Robin Williams, he did it all. He did serious, <laughs> he did comedy, he did all this and that voice work. Well, Robin Williams, this probably has to be like, to me, like, one of the, like, those small films that was serious. Like, he still had a little bit of, like, his Robin Williams come out. But it wasn't, like, you know, Goodwill Hunting, where that was, like, a serious film where he act. No, I mean, Goodwill. I'm sorry. Um, Freaking, like, uh, Good, Good Morning Vietnam. You know, it was more like he was in the realm of, like, Insomnia, One Hour Photo, you know, like, and, and, and this one, um, I think he was in another movie called The Final Cut or something like that. And then also to... The Father of the Year. The Father of the Year was funny. Or no, that was drama too. 
Oh, you're talking about um, uh, Data? No. Yeah, Dad of the Year. Fuck, what's it called? I know that damn movie. World's Greatest Dad. There you go. You know, like this this movie, he was really serious. Like he he was like he every now and again he would make like a little humorous joke, but he came off more like an actual professor making a joke instead of like like I'm Robin Williams and I'm gonna start doing you know like you know. I like when he says I could do impersonation of a hot dog. (laughs) Here, do it for our fans. Okay, ready. Everyone, here you go. Renata's impersonation of a hot dog. <laughs> uh, I bet you guys love that for our listening audience. Woo! I know you didn't hear anything. <laughs> but, um... Oh, yeah, and Awakenings. Brandon just mentioned to us Awakenings. I totally forgot. And Awakenings. That's another one, you know? With the... Uh... Yes. Wait. Oh, Brandon. Um, wait, this is... Didn't uh... we... Hold on. Didn't we talk about awakenings last last time when we yeah. when we did the show right didn't we like no. bring up a song no are you sure from what i remember no what 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 was the song i brought up and i had to look for it and i started playing it i don't know i don't know it was it was the time of the season for loving right don't know. Oh my gosh, uh, you're wrong. But I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up right How now. How am I wrong if I don't know? <laughs> because you should know our, our show. I knew a lot about our show. I mentioned about the Bill and Ted thing earlier. No, I, that's obvious because we talked about that all the time. I believe you know honestly. Well, we talked about that once. But the, the we anyways go on. Thank you. No, but I was gonna say Brandon. Wait, is this from Pot About Nothing, Brandon? No, it's three tarts. Retard. Okay, never mind. But hi, Brandon. Nice to see you. Um, nice to hear you or talk to you or notice that you're here. Don't know. I'm, I'm just speaking because I'm stupid. All right. Um, you can reply. Back. You know that, right? I could. I just said my computer's acting up. Tell him that. You're well, acting up. Oh, yeah, I am. Um, but, okay, Dead Poet Society, 1989. Um, a movie that inspired a lot of kids to do some crazy things practically adults they have carpe diem the word is everywhere tattooed on people's forearms <laughs> backs um people use it just to do stu- like i said to do stupid things to be inspired to be future poets um if you don't know the story it was it's about a a group of kids who got influenced by this poet teacher at this private school, I think it was in the 19, was it the forties or fifties? I forget with the arrow. They didn't, they didn't really give a year. Did they, or did no, they give a- That's what I was trying to figure out. I mean, I know it, it didn't take, it wasn't like when the movie came out in 89, it wasn't current, you know, like at the time, like it, it did feel like it was in the, I'll look it up as you do that. Talk. Okay, I think I, 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 we both say four fifties. I'm sorry, but um, and they get inspired by this teacher, and instead of going by the book and doing things just the straight up, you know, traditional way, this teacher gives off a new 1959. Okay, good. Right off the cuff of the sixties, to the sixties, and he brought this new idea of looking at 
poetry and looking at life through poetry. So, and, and then kids were just used to just, like I said, traditional reading from page one to page whatever. And in the beginning of the, of the class, he says, tear open the first chapter. Matter of fact, the second chapter, you know, because it makes no sense. It's not necessary. You know, what does poetry mean to you? And that was whole, that was the beginning. It's like, what does poetry mean to you? And it's pretty much like, and then they were giving like all these like quacky answers saying, oh, it's because, you know, life and this and that. And then he's like, no, we do it to get girls. We do it to woo women. And, like, you know, all the class starts laughing. And it's pretty much what every kid probably thinks in their mind. They do poetry because they want to impress women. They want to date them. and Or, like, they just want to look at poetry. Because poetry can do so many things. Poetry can make you have, like, you know, figure out what you want to do in life. Look at life at a different perspective. Appreciate life. Um understand the emotions of love sadness hatred law like feeling lost and he pretty much robin williams character pretty much opens every that whole class their their eyes up to a whole different idea of what poetry can do for a person and these kids later on find out in a textbook that the teacher robin williams had they it, it was it said something about the dead poet society and they didn't know what it meant and then the directions inside the textbook itself to find this cave so they would go inside these this cave that robin williams used to go into with his friends because robin williams his character was a student in that private school so he knows about the teachers who just didn't want to like open who just didn't want to have a different outlook on life and just wanted just to keep the same boring traditional. You have to be a doctor. You have to be a lawyer. What about becoming an actor? What about becoming a painter? What about just trying to understand life? Um, and that's what his character is all about. Just doing things because you want to do it, not because what other people say you have to do. And it was hard for these, it was actually hard for one of this, this student and one, actually one of the kids, and you probably hear, if you've seen the Dead Poet Society, they're like, oh, isn't that one that, where that kid dies? And I must have heard that, like, five times in the matter of, like, the two months that just passed, you know, when I would mention the Dead Poet Society. They're like, oh, yeah, that's where that kid dies. And, yes, a kid does die because of depression, because of not being able to do what he wanted to do. And I shouldn't give anything else pretty much away, unless you did see it, you know, if you didn't see it. Go watch that movie. It is really, it's really interesting. It Who cares? Actually, Just spoil it. I mean, the movie's been out since 89. It doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. I mean, I just figured, like, you know, if people, because I'm the type of person that doesn't want to hear about it, even though I do give a lot of things away. <laughs> I mean, I figure with our show and how we talk about movies, I mean, we're just talking about what we remember about the movies. See, like, the thing is, it's like, if we don't, mention things like we leave stuff out we're just doing a review show like about movies we're reviewing and saying hey now go watch the movie whereas to if we talk about everything and we don't hold back the show becomes more about just our love and what we remember and what we love about the films and how we love it so much that people regardless if we spoil it or not 
people would be like, I want to check this movie out. Like, wow, they say it's funny. It's in, and I, I, I'm very courteous. I just I feel bad for the fan that didn't see the movie, but okay, I will listen to Sanj. I always chances do that. Chances are, I mean, like you know, if if you're listening to our show, chances are, unless you're just stop listening to it and go watch it now. No, no, unless you're <laughs> I, I forget his name, but unless you're what's his name from Three Tards who doesn't watch any movies, chances are you've probably seen Dead Poet Society. Unlike me, I had never seen it. I had no interest in watching it. I mean. When we used to have, years ago, we had Columbia House, so oh, we Captain would get... Captain? Huh? Oh, Captain, my Captain? Yeah, we would receive VHS tapes back in the day, years ago, on Columbia House. And I remember we received Dead Poets Society. And I knew Robin Williams at that time. Like, I knew he was a funny guy, this and that. But this movie, I knew that was a role he wasn't funny in. I knew he was more serious. So it never interests me to watch it. Freshman year, our history class, when we were there... The teacher asks us, does anybody know what Carpe Diem is? And then somebody raised their hand and says, seize the day. And and the teacher asked them, did you, how did you know that? Oh, I saw it in Dead Poets Society. He's like, yeah. And he's like, and then they talked about the movie for a little bit. Oh, it was really good, this and that. And he's like, oh, don't say anything. And, you know, because he was going to. But somehow I remember finding out that someone dies in the movie <laughs> and but at that point like i didn't care i was like whatever and i mean in the movie you know that it, it happens but i i i figured wrong see so even if you know who dies like knowing all right look someone dies in the movie you honestly the movie because i knew who's gonna die so i'm like looking at the characters like which one of these characters is gonna die and the way the movie plays out i thought it was dawson well i don't remember character names I mean, not, um... but if you're talking about Ethan Hawke or, well, I mean, at this point, um, yeah, one of them, like, I was like, is it him? Oh, he's probably going to die. Look at this lame. I'm like, such a, you know, but I, I was wrong, you know. I mean, it's like, that's why we shouldn't hold back about the movies. It's like with this show, if we're doing current movies, yeah, let's let's not spoil anything. But since I'm just used to, like, spoiling a lot of things. So yeah, let's just spoil. I mean, you know, go for it, you know. Robin Williams, yay, yay, and stuff. All right, but I remember, like, we, I had actually had a uh, cinema theater class in high school, and we did watch Dead Poet Society. Yeah. And, and it was, and this teacher made us watch movies upon movies. And during the time that we watched that movie, we had to do, because he also did an AP English class, the same mm-hmm. teacher, and I had him for AP English in the morning. This was before the cinema class. And we, and we had to do poems. And this poem is called The Only Emperor is the Emperor of Ice Cream. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that there is an emperor and has to do with ice cream. Our project was to break down the poem, to understand the poem, and to, like, you know, just give a whole outline presentation and, like, explain each verse for what it meant. And the poem was actually about a carpe diem type of esque to it seize the day you know and and we actually like we actually broke down a title the emperor of ice cream the emperor is us if you never seen the poem or read the poem please like just read it it actually is a really good poem the emperor is us ice cream is a symbol of what we enjoy a thing yeah people do enjoy ice cream anything that we enjoy in life we must do we must go after it if it means saving up for a trip to see somebody in Philadelphia, go do it. Yeah. Go do it. I mean. You know, wink, wink. I wouldn't. <laughs> but anyway, 
Um, just pretty much like, you know, if you're bored, like, what do you like to do when you're, when you're not bored? You know, like if you like listening to your records, listen to your records. If you like going outside for a walk or a jog or getting a bunch of junk food or getting cake and ice cream. Go yeah. just, or if it, you enjoy recording podcasts, how about you record an episode every week? <laughs> That's true. It's true. But forgetfulness is what a lot of people do. Or more that they just set things aside and they don't care. Uh, and they rather but, party at the beach. Yeah, that's true. Because the only emperor is the emperor of ice cream. <laughs> yeah, ice cream and the emperor with hot footage on top. But And then what we did was, to be funny, we actually, we, during our um, presentation, we actually had a PowerPoint presentation. And we took um, different scenes. Well, we did the Dev Poet Society. We did the Carpe Diem scene. And we also took another scene from the movie, I Love You, Beth Cooper. If you've never seen the movie, it's a really funny movie. And the one kid, his name is Rich, and he's a geek. And all he does is say movie quotes. He knows directors. He knows actors. And everything that anything that a person says that comes out of their mouth, he'll say, like, like the one scene that, he, that this jock guy says to the the geek, he says, "Prepare to die." He was like, "Oh, that was from uh, Casablanca." Um, also said by the same line by Emperor Zerg and like Toy Story, like you know. And he would just stop automatically, and he would just start saying like, "Where was that line from?" And the father did mention he was like, "He's like Carpe Diem." He's like, "Wow, I didn't know you were such a movie buff, Mister C. Robin Williams and Dead Poets Society." He's like, "Yes." Thank you, Rich. Like, because he was just going on about the same thing. And, but going back to it, really just the fact that, like, it, it was a good film that brought out that it, it just made a lot of kids understand that you don't have to impress your parents or you don't have to, have to impress, you know, the guardian or you don't have to impress anybody. Just do what you love to do. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. If well, pot- no, it kind of does matter. If you like to murder people, don't go through that. <laughs> that was, if, if we're not being so technical, like if we're talking about like... Um, <laughs> I know. More more stuff about your life, your career, and stuff like that. Exactly. Like if you love podcasting, go for your dream. Be a podcaster. Yeah, and record episodes on a weekly basis. Yes, exactly. Setting myself up again or not. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... From what you saw, I got to ask you, what was your, um, what did you like about it, I should say? Or, like, what was your favorite scene? I mean, I didn't, I didn't, honestly, I didn't have, I didn't have a favorite scene, you know. Um, uh, there was nothing about the movie where I was just like, oh, wow, you know, we're, you know, this movie's awesome, it's the best thing ever. It was just like, I watched it and stuff, and like, I mean... Like, so I don't have any favorite scenes. Like, not even, like, everyone's like, oh, I love when they say carpe diem. Like, no. But there, like, there's stuff that stood out. Like, there was a scene that was extremely, like, whenever you hear, you see or hear things, I mean, it happened with, with uh, a re- the episode that Robin Williams was where he guest starred on this, the show uh, Louie. And where he's at a funeral and stuff like that with Louie. And that, that was eerie seeing that. So one of the scenes that really, like... That to me, when I watched, I was like, oh, this is kind of weird and eerie because he's like, he, he's looking at, at all, he's, he, when he first meets his students, he calls them out. They go out to a hallway 
He mm-hmm. tells him, he explains about Carpe Diem and this and that. And then he, he, he says something. And then he says, like, oh, you know why that was written? And one of the guys says, oh, because he was in a hurry or something like that. He was trying to be funny. And he goes, ding, ding, wrong. You know, there's a little bit of Robin Williams that comes out. But then he says, we are food for worms, lads. Because believe it or not, each and every one of us in this room is one day going to stop breathing, turn cold, and die. And I was just like, holy hell. Like, listening to that was eerie because I was like, yeah. Yes. In that room, there is someone who one day is going to stop breathing. He died because of what he did. He couldn't, you know, he couldn't breathe anymore. And... You know, he turned cold and died, and he was one that freaking was that person, you know. And I was like, that that was eerie. But at the same time, it was kind of cool because it's like watching that scene. You see a lot of young actors, especially Ethan Hawke. Look at Ethan Hawke <laughs> now. He was in The Purge. You look at him now, and he looks old, he, you know. And, and you see all these guys, and it's just like it starts to make you really think about your age that you look at, and you're like, damn, like. Look at the way I am now. Look how old I am. There's going to be a point where I'm going to be old at some point. I'm going to be like, wow, I was young once, you know? And it's just kind of like, yeah, like literally freaking, even though that movie in the movie they're doing it, it's something you can take for account for yourself. And like, I got to issue this. Do you still think of yourself as young? Well, I do because it's just like, I don't act like an adult. I I, I, I'm a kid at heart, you know, I, I mean, I still look like a kid, like I talk like a kid, <laughs> but like, I don't see myself as like, oh, I'm old, you know, like, there but, you wouldn't, but you wouldn't label yourself as like old. No, saying. not at all. The only time I do that would be if like, if I'm real and if I'm up really late and I have to be up early, like when I was younger, I could pull that off. I'm like only two hours of sleep, whatever. I'll pull it off. And I was fine. But now, like, I can't pull that off. That's the only time when I feel old is lack of sleep. Yeah. Other than that, I don't feel old at all, you know? Um, but, yeah, like, there, you know, it's just, it's, it was it was cool. Like, I was, like, like noticing, like, stuff as I'm watching the movie. Like, man, like, the scene before they meet Robin Williams, you know, when they're introing all the professors. I'm like, fuck, like, that right there is school. That is true class right there. Those are your professors, like... All right, in this class, we're you know I want you guys to answer pages one through thirteen by tomorrow. We're gonna have a pop quiz. Like I'm like wow, like all these professors, like dude, you know it's like it's real. Like when I when I me going to school and Renata going to school, it's like wow, it's like you know it's something that's just like man, like that's the part that makes it like feel real. Like some movies, just like oh, it's fake high school environment, so fake here. It doesn't feel like it's a movie fake. It feels like it's just real, like this is a real school, a real academy. I don't understand why every adult there is so stuck up as an an, an asshole. Like I hate it, it's a kind of it's kind of true though. You know, I mean a lot of even well, I'm not saying it's a lie. I know it's true. I'm just saying favorite. like that yeah. that school is teaching what? To turn every adult into an asshole? Like why did why do see that's the one thing I don't Every understand when you become an adult why do you have to become such an a-hole because there are real people like that why must you become an a-hole why do you have to be so mean why do you have to be looked down to like the youth or anybody and be like you know like I never want to be like that like I hate that people turn to be like that and is it because 
the way they were brought up with money or something. Like, look at all these adult professors and everybody. They're so, like, you know, enough with your shenanigans. Like, they're just assholes. Like, I mean, the dad, like, really, like, you know, you're a moron. I don't know, man. There's just, like, so much stuff. But there was an old man in this movie that was... I'm going to post a picture tomorrow so you guys can understand what I'm talking about. But in the very beginning of the movie, there's this old man sitting there frozen with his mouth open. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? I'm going to post a picture of it, but I couldn't understand this. Right in the beginning of the movie, there's like this weird old, old man, you know. Um, and then... Uh, oh, and, and what really was disturbing was when... I forgot his name. I think his name was Dawson. And he was the kid who did the prank with the, with the phone and said, Hi, can we have like girls come in? Yeah. And they start hitting him in the ass like he's bent over and that that's kind of a you know did you see that yeah um which i caught that scene like i was gonna bring something up about that scene what what i couldn't get was like i mean at that time they did that you know they spanked and whatnot but i thought the sound effect for his for him getting spanked was like way over exaggerated like the spank was uh, like dude that was stupid like the spank oh, bah! But, but it, i mean it's like no ass is gonna sound like that and i know you're gonna ask me well how do you know trust me i know but that's not how it would sound oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's for another show one day i'll do a, a more adult show one day um but no seriously though like when you when you hit someone with that, like, it, it's not going to sound like that. Like, I know fully, fully artists, like, the way it works, what you use to do sound effects, you know? And I know, like, for instance, Indiana Jones, whenever he punches someone, it's over-exaggerated. But it's supposed to be because it's a fantasy film. It, it's a serial. It's a take of all those old serials from yesteryear that Lucas and Spielberg grew up on. Like, what they loved, you know? Like, the, you know, so when they punch, the hero has to have that you know so so they have that in this movie it's supposed to be reality so it's like when he spanks him in the ass it sounds so fake because it's so loud i'm like what ass sounds like that what the hell that's not how it sounds like what the i don't know that that bothered me but it was weird he's like bend over and i was like is he gonna pull his pants down he's gonna pull his pants down i'm like hey they're all priests at that school or something right <laughs> no they weren't priests they were no, just... I, I know i was making a joke okay. Oh, my God. But, like, yeah, that was, like, really disturbing. And I actually thought, like, like you know, the first time I've ever seen that movie, I actually thought that that kid Dawson was, like, the bad kid. But he, he kind of was. Though. He kind of was, like, the – he wanted the guy, he wanted to be the guy that wanted just to, like, fool around with the girls, just get them just to, like, enjoy poetry and just get the girls to sleep with him. Like, he was that sort of kid. Yeah, and, and, and see, this is this – is, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go a little bit into myself on this part where like a personalness of of what i used to do see in this point when he brings the girls over to the cave he he you know recites a little bit of poetry and what does he say he says i i wrote that i came up with that for you and then he does it to the other girl right and they're like oh and it obviously he's plagiarizing like that that's not his work but of course these girls don't know in my early days like in high school i remember when i would talk to girls and i would i would look i would I would read them out and realize you were that guy. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! I would be like, all right, I know they're not into certain artists, so I would use song lyrics 
and send them and say like, "Hey, I have this poem for you." Oh my god! And I would be like, "I came up with that." Yeah, and they would be like, "Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful." I'm like, "Yeah, I wrote it." And I knew, and this was the the before the day, the age of the internet. You know, so they, I mean, internet existed, but no, it wasn't like common like everybody now, or you had it on your freaking phone. So it's not like they could look it up unless they, so that's why I knew like, oh, they're not into the pesh mode. All right. Let, let me be some, let me be suave. And you know, so, so yeah. So, I mean, I, hell I did. I was like, you know, of course I would do that. You know, <laughs> you know, you'd probably fall for it. Why are you looking at me? Why do I seem to take that wood? Yeah. You're, you're airhead. Hey, that's not nice. I'm not an airhead. Um, what you call it? Let's see. The last thing I, I want to bring up about the movie is uh, what's up with Robin Williams' neck? Watch that movie again. When there, whenever there's a close-up of Robin Williams and they show the left side of his neck, there's, like, all these weird blotches and, like, red marks. Like, it looks like massive pimples. I was like, what the hell's wrong with him? It looked weird, like, honestly, like, I know, again, I'm not even talking about the actual movie, I'm just talking about Williams, I was like, what the wrong with him? I don't know, it looked weird to me, but, yeah, so, um, other than that, I mean, of my notes, I mean... Oh, yeah, and, um, another thing, after we watched Dead Poet Society, we were allowed to go on top of our teacher's desk, his main desk, and we all took turns of standing on top of it and seeing the world for, like supposedly like what it is from a different level from a higher view yeah <laughs> and it was pretty cool so because our teacher his name was mr shane we'll never forget that man he was such an amazing teacher and even though like i mean we learned from movies to like how writing and poetry but we read a lot of depressing novels yeah. he believed yeah. in malevolence of the universe well, so i, I think after that movie, I guarantee you a lot of teachers wanted to try to be that teacher. It's right Robin Williams took this role on. Like, why he was interested in this role and playing this character was because he always wished he had a professor or a teacher like that guy. And I know, you know, I can guarantee you there's two movies out there that... that or, you know what, three movies out there that people wish they can, you know be like i want to be like that teacher one was obviously dead poet society another one was stand and deliver with uh you know everyone want to be like him and last would probably have to be dangerous minds with uh, michelle pfeiffer you know so freaking i don't know uh, other than that like i have nothing more to say about the. and problem. everybody wanted a singing nun who turned their whole class into a choir yeah well she but that she wasn't <laughs> a teacher though that's the thing she was a music teacher no, she wasn't a music teacher. She was a she was like a showgirl. Yeah, but she but, but she came off as a teacher in the second one. No, oh, well, I guess, but I mean, I'm referring to actual teachers who inspired their students and were awesome and other teachers watched and said, "I want to be like them." Ah, yeah. I had a lot of Mr. Sheen was my um Robin Williams Dead Code Society teacher. Yeah. He would all, this is what he used to do. I would be like, um, can I go to the bathroom? And he was like, honestly, he was like, why don't you ask a student if you can go to the bathroom? And I was like, what? He's like, it's like, ask Jennifer. And there was a girl. And he's like, go ahead, ask her. I was like, Jen, can I go to the bathroom? 
he, I, he she was like, yeah, I guess. And then we started laughing. He was like, well, why did I tell you to do that? And I was like, I don't, I was like, why'd you ask me that question? He's like, I don't know. I was like, cause you're the teacher. He's like, listen, he was like, you're old enough to make your own choices. He's like, I don't have the power of your bladder. Neither does she. So just go to the bathroom. And if I came in late, he would talk to me like a regular person. He'd be like, he's like, are you coming in late to my class? And I was like, shut up, Shan. And then, <laughs> like, everyone would be like, ooh. And he'd be like, he's like, you know what? He was like, you're getting enough. And I was like, how about I give you? Like, we would just, like, talk back and forth. And he was just so chill. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, there you go. Right on. <laughs> he, he was an awesome teacher. Like, I want to be like that teacher. Yeah, he has philosophical moments. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's our episode of uh, our random weird Robin Williams tribute. Most of it's just arguing on Peter Pan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and we talked about Dead Poet Society. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's one of those good, you know, um, uh, school movies. You know, they exist. Movies about teachers in school. So check it out. You know, it's uh, 1989. Next week's episode, we are going to be doing... Uh, we get, we received a shout out from Brandon of Pot About Nothing. As I say this, look it up, Renata, because I don't remember. Remember, if you want to uh, request a movie, all you have to do is take a selfie with a note paper saying, I love 88 miles per hour podcast or I heart 88 miles per hour podcast. Yes. Shout us out on your Instagram or your Facebook or your Tumblr and then contact us with the image and the post. And say, oh, you know, hey, I did this. Uh, I want you guys to do such and such 80s movie. And that's the movie we'll be doing. So, Renata, what's the movie that he chose? Who, Brandon? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't I, I didn't know what movie he did. Nerd, I told you to look it up as I'm talking. I am trying to and I can't find it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know what movie he's doing. Hold on, wait. We were tagged in it. No, here, no, it was getting frozen. I'm oh sorry. My gosh. Well, as Renata looks, I'll... Uh... Say anything. Huh? Say anything. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Say anything. <laughs> oh, my God. What did you do? I didn't do anything. You just put a video of me. So My face was so close. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. It's okay. It's still good. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there you have it. That was our movie review. Um, not movie review. What am I saying? Just our talk, <laughs> our look back to Robin Williams, Dead Poet Society. It's an extra long episode. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. We'll return next week with a, a real episode uh, where we'll go back to the flow of it. This was more of a tribute episode, so it was kind of different, though we still kind of acted the same. But we did get very serious. But all the comedy and laughs. We'll return next week because this is more of a som like you know like I said it's kind of hard to be all jokey funny when we're all talking about someone who passed away and you know I mean we got pretty deep about depression so so yeah so so don't worry so uh, I'm gonna give you guys you know song song of the week now for for the week uh, this song that I'm gonna choose I figured it's very it's very timely M many of you might be like. Uh, why why are you doing it now? Like, wouldn't you rather do it when you actually do the movie? But I'm like, no, nah, I don't. I don't. I, I don't want. I never want to sometimes try to use the songs when I'm doing, you know, the movie. Um, so because it's very current and 
if you, uh, I mean, eh, who cares? Everybody knows this now. If you watch Guardians of the Galaxy at the very end, we were we were introduced for a split second of an awesome character, someone who was Marvel's very first movie in the '80s, and that goes to Howard the Duck. So the song oh I'm going to be giving you is Howard the Duck that was done by Thomas D- Dobley or, or Dobley. I don't know. I always say his freaking name wrong. But anyways, he did a he did a he did a he wrote a song that he co-wrote with George Clinton, you know, from P-Funk. And they did the song Howard the Duck that Leah Thompson actually sung the song for. So when you listen to the song, that's freaking Leah Thompson singing along. So the song that I'm giving you is going to be called... Howard the Duck. So stay tuned afterwards, and 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 we'll be doing say anything next week. So if you want a shout out, like I said, I mean not a shout out. If you want us to do a, a movie, you know how to do it. So we'll be posting this Labor Day weekend. So this would be Monday when you're listening to this, uh, or maybe some other time. I don't know if you wait a week. So there you have it. So as Renata bites her nails, you know we get on top of our 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 desks. Shout out Carpe Diem. Then we step off of him, walk to our DeLorean, get in, and we travel back to the future.
Entertainment has been diluted to the lowest common denominator. A dollar makes me holler, honey boo boo. One podcast has vowed to bring laughter to all. I know two things in this world right now. Okay. That I don't know anything and that I want a lightsaber. <laughs> I'm sorry, was I having phone sex with your wife? This entire show has gone to common. Welcome to Cockamania. Mark. There's voices in my head that no one else can hear. I will, dick. I will defend <laughs> Dick till the end. Joanna. I kind of had to think for Mr. Peanut. To be surrounded by cops, essentially. Really, it's like a life of ambition. <laughs> Mike. The human autocorrect. If I did it all of the time I wanted to, no one would be friends with me. <laughs> They may not always get along. You were only a dick because you called me a douche. You're, you, you were a douche, but that's the point. I wasn't a dick. You actually were a douche. But at least they're professional. Now we have to do it again. Get my phone off. It's crazy. Random happenstance. You're going bionic arms and legs. Bionic arms and legs. I'm You're going, going bionic, bionic hair. Totally a guy girl thing. <laughs> Subscribe to Crazy Random Happenstance by searching CRH in iTunes or Stitcher or go to crhpodcast.com. You're going back to Arkham, Joker. (laughs) Oh, that's fine by me, Bats. At least there I get to listen to the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio, Sundays from 8 to 10 p.m. The Jack of All Nerds, Sundays from 8 to 10 p.m. That's what I just said, Bats. Try to keep up, will you? That's the show where they talk about comics, movies, gaming, sci-fi, fantasy, comedy, pop culture, and a number of other things. Exactly! And it's hilarious! I know, right? I mean, uh... Why, Bat Brain, are you a fan? Oh, Batsy, we have something in common. Looks like it could be love. (laughs) Shut up, Joker. Let's go listen to it together, Bats. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.